It's the Wex Appeal Podcast. Barbells, beats, and buffoonery. Three, two, one, go! Here we go. Dope conversations. That's my Genghis Khan. Where fitness, pop culture, and a lot of random buffoonery collide. I'm coming for you. It's ridiculous, really. Hashtag space. But amusing. Wax, you you laugh least at me, so you get to go next. <laughs> Here's your host, Wax. I was gonna say I blacked out during the explanation. <laughs> I just heard space. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wex Appeal Podcast. Not live. We're 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 recorded now. We're doing this uh back at home, back in Florida. We just returned from the CrossFit Games. I had an amazing time. Got to meet some people that I didn't actually realize that I would meet. Obviously, I knew about all the CrossFit athletes and those that were going to be there, but I had a little little bit of a fanboy moment, uh, two of them actually. Uh, I was talking to Rob Kearney, which he is an awesome guy. I hope you listened to that episode. If you didn't, go back and listen to the episode with Rob Kearney. But I'm in the gym talking to Rob Kearney. We're getting ready to you know kind of set up the details for the podcast that we're going to do a little bit later that day. I just done a workout with him. And this girl walks up. Taps him on the shoulder and says, hey, Rob, and starts talking to him. And it's Maddie Rogers, Olympic USA weightlifter and badass Maddie Rogers. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's one of the best lifters. I love watching her on the on her channel, love following her progress and everything she's doing. Her coach, Amy Anaya Everett, another great episode on the podcast. You want to check out that. But I got to talk to her for a little bit there, and then I actually got to talk to her a little bit more at Rogue. And hopefully she'll actually be on the show a little bit, uh, you know, in, in a little bit. We'll we'll see if we can set that up. She is awesome. So if you're not following her, definitely go follow Maddie Rogers Olympic Lifting over on Instagram. Fantastic. Um, also, I'm standing in line to go talk to Amanda Barnhart, who I know we're you know we're friends with. She was asking me where Stella was, which was which was funny. It's the first thing she said. But I just happened to kind of be in that area, so I was like, oh, I'll go I'll go say hi and and what's up and congratulate her on the on her adoption which is awesome, by the way. She, Her and her husband uh, are not adopted, are fostering a uh, four-year-old little boy. Cutest thing ever. Uh, but I'm standing there in line, and Joshy G, who is going to be on the next episode, walks by, and I'm like, hey, man, what's up? And, you know, I'm talking to him. Um, and Joshy G is the co-owner of Dead Boys Fitness. Uh, Dead Boys Fitness is owned by him and also somebody that you may know may, named Colby Lopez. Or you may actually know him by his wrestling name, Seth freaking Rollins. And uh, I look up, and he's just standing there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Seth freaking Rollins. I'm, I'm like, Josh, can come over? And he's like, yeah, yeah, come on over. And uh, got to sit and you know, got to stand and talk to him for a little bit. Such a cool dude. Um, so amazing. Got to talk to him. He actually made a little a little uh, video for Stella, which blew her mind. Absolutely just jaw on the floor. It was awesome. Got to meet him. Another like fanboy moment. It was, it was awesome. But then I got to catch up with a whole bunch of people that I've seen in the, in the CrossFit space, uh, in the fitness space, in the vendor space. It was just, just a great week. So a great time at the CrossFit games. I highly recommend wherever it is next year. If you can make it out there to go, Go check it out, and uh, you won't be disappointed. It's a good time. The next thing we're going to is uh, Tampa Bay Games. Coming up, actually, if you're listening to this today, tomorrow, it's going to be uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so we're going to be there uh, this whole weekend. 
So if you're at the Tampa Bay Games and you've listened to this before or during, come say hi. I'm going to be over at the seminar stage, hosting the seminar stage and doing all that and, and just having a good time. Let's talk about sponsors and then let's get to the show. Okay. Um, one of the sponsors that I have, which I am working very closely with, is Thunderbro by Dave Lipson. Uh, his wife, Camille leblanc Bazinet has Feroz Fitness, both amazing programs, but we're sponsored by Thunderbro. And Dave has put together a custom meal plan for me, following along on the hypertrophy and muscle anarchy program, as well as doing my CrossFit uh, training. It has been fantastic. I'm already down about 10 pounds. Um, only been doing it a couple weeks. And uh, down about 10 pounds, definitely seeing a shift in you know, lean body mass. They're doing uh, you know, a 30-day and a 90-day challenge. So go over to thunderbro.com, T-H-U-N-D-R-B-R-O.com. There's no E in thunder. Thunderbro.com. Check it out and join me in the I'm doing the 90-day. You can do the 30-day and see the results that you're going to get. It's absolutely mind-blowing, and I love the training that I'm getting. I uh, left the gym today and looking like Ace Ventura. Couldn't move my arms like I had, you know, blow darts in my arms and, and couldn't move my arms. It was, it was fantastic. Uh, but it was, great, it was a great workout, great time, and uh, just, just an awesome program. So I highly recommend jumping in, add it to your training, add it to what you're doing, shift your lifestyle, get big, get swole, get shredded with Thunderbro. My other two sponsors... You know them and you love them. Strong Coffee Company. You can go to strongcoffeecompany.com and use the code WEXAPPEAL to get $15 off some of the best coffee and what I love to drink and travel with because it's so easy. All you need is hot water. It's instant coffee, but it's not just instant coffee. It has uh, collagen protein. It has MCT oil, neurofactor for your brain. Like it, it just has all the good stuff in it. I throw it in and, you know... First thing in the morning, get a nice cup of coffee, or sometimes I like to throw it into my protein shake, get a little extra boost in my protein shake before I go to the gym. It's awesome. I love it. Highly recommend it. Like I said, use the code WEXAPPEAL at strongcoffeecompany.com to get $15 off your order. You will not be disappointed. Get signed up. Go do it. And finally, Blackout Barbell. I love their products. I love everything they're doing and everything they're putting out. Their gear is just it's awesome. It's comfortable. It fits well. It fits right. Unlike another company that I just came from that gave me some product that, you know, didn't really fit the way that normal clothes should fit. Um, I won't name names. They're kind of big. I don't want to get sued. But, <laughs> but Blackout Barbell fits like you want it to. The shorts, they have a compression underneath, which I normally don't like, but I love these. It's a five-inch inseam, so it's a shorter, uh, a shorter short. And, uh, man, get those leg gains, get that pump going, show off all your hard work. Uh, their shirts, great styles. I love the Blackout Barbell logo with the two X's and the barbell as the smiley face. Uh, just, they're a great company. They're a small company, small business. Go and support them. Go to blackoutbarbell.shop and use the code WEXAPPEAL to get 10% off your order and a special gift from the WEXAPPEAL podcast. Without further ado, my guest today, this is his second time on the show. It's been like two years, which we couldn't believe when we started talking about it. But this dude is awesome. He basically goes in and wrecks shop. When he puts his mind to something, he does it all the way, 100%. My guest today is Hunter McIntyre, High Rocks World Champ, High Rocks World Record Holder, 
OCR champ from Spartan. Um, he has won. He's he's raced Ironman. He's done Broken Skull Skull Challenge with Stone Cold Steve Austin. The man's accolades are enormous, and he owns his own training program, House Training. He owns. Um, he's part owner of Battle Bunker, which is a new obstacle course race, which is just fantastic. I've kind of seen the behind the scenes of it. It's awesome. We talk all about that. And he also has a new supplement company called Bil- um, BLDR, Boulder, uh, or Builder. I've got to figure out how, how he says it. Listen to the podcast. He'll tell you all about it. We talk about everything he's got going on, how he still has time to train, but also how somebody who is as driven as he is with so many irons in the fire is able to do everything that he's doing. It's really cool to sit down and talk to him. We talk about my previous guest, um, kind of throwing down the gauntlet to him and what he thinks about being challenged on the world records that he holds for Murph and High Rocks. Um, he does not hold back. So he does not hold back. I'll just leave it at that. But ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, Hunter McIntyre, kick back, enjoy. Here's the show. All right. Welcome back to the show. And my next guest is a return favorite. Uh, one of one of the most listened to episodes on the Wexbeal podcast is my guest today, Hunter McIntyre. He's back for round two. It's been a couple of years, man. I think. I know. I mean, you must have done like a hundred of these things since then. You are you are episode fifty seven, right so, now. Yeah, this episode right now is episode fifty seven. Okay. So I I took a little hiatus. I had to, you know, I got family, and you know, family got to take care of the, you know, four kids and wife and all that sort of stuff we had some health issues but uh we're good never, to go, man. never let family get between a good podcast <laughs> session brother <laughs> well well i gotta make Don't sure tell my wife. your wife that yeah no no I, she's in the other room actually keep, keeping the two kids like at bay two of the four so i don't have a wife and it's probably for exactly that reason because i would probably <laughs> be like babe i gotta go podcast <laughs> <laughs> i gotta go podcast or train or you know go out and go out and do stuff so but hit. man welcome Welcome back, dude. How you been? Ah, oh, life's wild, man. I move at the pace of a rocket ship, and uh, I really am just building the road in front of me as it's happening. It's fucking crazy. I mean, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy as I could ever be more successful than I've ever been. I just feel like I'm living the life of Peter Pan with bigger muscles. <laughs> I love it. I mean, no. you are you are literally everywhere. So like all along my feed on on Instagram, you're either biking or running or flipping over logs and running high rocks and and doing all the things, man. So what someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. We're gonna talk about that because there's there's you know there's people obviously chirping and uh, you know coming after you, coming after the crown. Um, but I want to take I want to get your take on some things, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. What yeah. all do you have your hands going on right now? Because you have the training program. You've got the supplement company. You're the world champion High Rocks. You're the Murph record holder. What else What else is there? Like, what else you got out there? I'm a partner in an event company called Battle Bunker. We mm-hmm. have our media company, McIntyre Media Management, where we basically, like, do um, develop brands and, you know, invest in them, take equity in them, and then help build them through media. There's a ton of stuff. Um because I just recognize like, you know, this environment that we're in. Yeah, sure. Like I could consider myself to be the fittest, if not one of the fittest people on the planet, whatever it may measure up to be. But I just started to look at that and I was like, that 
is only valuable in so many rooms. And I had to diversify. Otherwise, I was never going to be able to get out of these rooms. And I was like, you know, being the badass at a small table is not that cool. So I needed to kind of change the environments that I was in. I had to challenge myself. I realized that from an income standpoint, I needed to develop myself from a maturity and just growth standpoint. I needed to challenge myself more because I've met a lot of fit people with six packs, biceps, shoulders, whatever it might be, but they're just fucking as thin as the piece of paper that their programming is written on. And they've got no depth. They've got nothing going on in their lives. And I swear, as soon as the CrossFit Games season ends and, you know, High Rock season ends, OCR season ends, I'm like, what the fuck do you guys have planned on going on? And none of them have answers. And I'm not going to be the last person at the table to catch on. And, uh, you know, I've watched a lot of re- world champions retire and go do like nine to five jobs, like bagging groceries. And I'm like, yo, you did not sell yourself up. So I'm building a big runway so that, you know, there's another thing that I think a lot of people don't mention is this like massive post uh, career depression that happens with athletes. Like when you're the number one person in the world or very high level, it comes with this level of intensity and saturation of time and experience and just like heart throbbing, exploding moments of intensity And when that goes away and you're just sitting in a room quietly around family or like around people that don't understand that lifestyle at all. And now you're sitting at a desk, like typing in spreadsheets, people lose their fucking mind. Yeah. Well, and and that's one of the biggest things. And we're comparing, of course, athletics to I'm comparing athletics to military, but military is the same type of come down. They come back from special forces or they come back from a deployment overseas and they go nuts. Mm-hmm. Because that it's that adrenaline that they're used to living at such a high level because their life literally depends on it to now, like you said, they're punching in numbers on a keyboard and going crazy. Yeah. And I recognize that a ways away just from witnessing other athletes going through it, reading about it, all these kind of things. So I wanted to build up this massive empire of a business so that every day that I wake up, there's this level of anxiety and hope, like this cocktail of like, holy shit, I got to do all this stuff. But if I get it done, it's going to be so fantastic that I had significance in my life. And, you know, we're launching two run clubs, one in in LA and one in London at the beginning of August. I have to manage those two things. We're selling supplements in Europe and selling them over here. You know, we're hosting events in the United States, then we're hosting them on the East Coast. Like, you know, it's like, oh, and that makes me wake up in the morning being like, if I don't write everything down and tackle it like a gosh darn like tiger in a cage, this thing is going to overtake me. So yeah, it's exciting. So, so how does that day look for you? Do you have to wake up and like write out what you're going to do that day? I mean, like you got to plan everything out. And I, I think we talked about it last time. You're pretty detailed as far as, yeah. Yeah. So every single day I write everything that I need to get done down on a piece of paper in a, in a pink note So it's so bright that I can't lose it. And if I start to get distracted, I put it like on top of my computer screen. So it's taking up a chunk of the screen. So it's so annoying now. I'm like, you're not allowed to fucking take that off until you're done. And I just chop it down. I put five to 10 things down that need to be done. I get them all done before anybody else wakes up. I mean, dude, I was up at four in the morning. I got some stuff done. Then I got in the pool. I swam for an hour. Then I ran for an hour. I came back. I'm setting everything up for this race I got this weekend. I'm calling people in Europe. I'm calling people in the United States. And it's all punched out on a list. And don't get me wrong. Like, it's serious business, but there's not a moment in my day that I didn't choose myself. I'm having a blast. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not slave to anybody. Nobody calls me and tells me what to do. And I, I love it. And, 
you know, the, the, the organization has to be regimented. Um, the training has to be regimented. I make sure I surround myself with amazing people that keep it inspiring. Like we're going to a comedy show tonight with my best friends. Like there's not a point in the day that I regret or, or wish I had could do it differently. But, you know, as I said, everything is pretty stacked up and this cup and these games that I play with myself is the only way I can manage it. Yeah. And in battle bunker, i saw you guys posting about that. That is, that looks intense. Yeah. Like where did the idea come from that? Like, how did you get involved? Like, what do you got going on with that? That looks awesome. Uh, I got my business partner, the founder of the business. He and I connected three years ago and I saw what he was doing. He created a course and he was doing it on YouTube. And I was like, Hey man, no one else is doing it like this. Like, I like how you're building a media first business. Like we've done races for years and there's nowhere you can watch it. I was like, let me help you get this thing off the ground properly. I'd love to help. Just took a couple of years of us knowing each other. And we built this idea where we wanted to bring in, Austin Alexander, my partner, is is a very popular YouTuber in the military world, and mm-hmm. he basically like inspires, teaches, educates, and experiences all of the first responders tests. You know, goes to California Highway Patrol, goes and does the Navy SEAL testing, goes and works with like you know the paratroopers, like just does cool shit. And he knew how to capture that, tell the story around it. And I was like, dude, I've done more contests than anybody in the world. Like I've done just the variety that nobody can bring together. And I've been there. I've experienced, I put on my own events. I was like, let's do this. So we've combined what we have now at the pinnacle level of the experience, our championships where there's grit day and then there's field day. Now grit day is this measurement. That's like what's beneath the muscle, what's in your spirit. And that's usually Mm -hmm. what gets tested at the highest level of special forces or whatever kind of first responders, you know, it's not about how many push-ups you can do. It's like, how do you handle pressure when things aren't going to go right? So we test that through this really, really amazing day. It's going to be unlike anything else anybody's experienced at a professional level of sport. And then the other opportunity is field day, which is very, very CrossFit-esque, Hyrox-esque. Like we want to take you into the athletic field and test you like an athlete. But the Mm -hmm. thing is, is like, if you don't make it do well on field day, it doesn't matter how well uh, on grit day. It doesn't matter how well you do on field day. You just, you will never win. You yeah. have to be this very well-rounded person. Oh, you've got a six pack. Oh, you can sprint a 40. Oh, you can dunk a basketball. What happens when you're in cold water in the dark and you have to complete a revolution that we're not giving you information on fully. You just need to complete the task and know that the task is completable. Yeah. Yeah. That I love it. That That's awesome. It, it kind of, so I've, really enjoyed and i know it's a throwback especially for you at this point but broken skull like there's a lot of facets of that going to be brought into this by the way yeah i loved that i i think they should bring it back i thought it was a great show with the the you know the one-on-one where they're actually you know people are actually going against each other not in a race but actually hey I'm going to throw you I'm going to throw your ass on the ground or throw you out of this ring or you know do whatever you know do whatever it takes that's a big aspect of sport that I think needs to be tested more often. So people should be yeah. ready for it. Love it. Um, so you are the world champion of high rocks. You've broken the record four times, three times. I think four times I, I have six records with them. Okay. So you were, you are the, the guy in high rocks. Are you going continuing that? I know you, you've got a couple, you got your eyes on a couple things. So I know you said you're going to um, reset the Murph record. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to break 52. Right now I'm at 5407 and I'll break 52. Nice. And I just want to set a flag on the ground that's like, "Hey, 
this is it. This is the standard. And there's going to be like people are like five, six minutes behind me. Yeah. Like, wake the fuck up. Come get some. Who, and who it, is, who is the closest right now? Like, like how far, um, how far out are you? There's guys like Kent and Ronkovich and Tim Winnish, but you know, the thing is, is about this sport is there's horses and courses. What I always say, it's like in reality, like you may have set a world record on a course, but other people weren't there to really go against you. And the courses, even though they say they're all the same, are just not the same. They're always designed a little bit differently and blah, blah, blah. Some are definitely designed to go faster. You know, some of them you have to do more laps. The cornering's different. The rock zone's different. I'm getting really specific, but just know that they say they're 100% the same. They're not. Yeah. But then when it comes like going head to head with each other, like, you know, in reality, I beat these guys by two to three minutes most of the time. So, but their records, yeah, about two to three minutes behind me also. But, you know, it, 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 everybody's elevating. I just elevated a little bit further, to be honest. So like last year I held the world record at 5607 or 5509, sorry. And everyone was in like the 57s and then they all came up the 56s, but I went to 54. So I just like keep on doing it like that. And honestly, I've been competing for such a long time. I don't really get very much excitement about competing anymore. Like I want to do things that people haven't done. Like this weekend, I'm doing the hardest triathlon in the world and I'm not going to win it. But I will be the heaviest person to ever finish it. So I'm like, that's fucking cool. That's, oh yeah, that to me is interesting. Which uh, which triathlon is that? It's called the Starvation Try. There's a guy named the Iron Cowboy who's done 100 Ironmans yep. in 100 days. Just really interestingly, ludicrously fit guy. Yeah, I met um, him at Wadapalooza in Miami. Yeah, they used to, very he's, interesting dude. Yeah, pretty wild cat. And he has this thing, and it qualifies you for the world championships of this kind of triathlon, like the hardest triathlons in the world. But this one, Mile for Mile, is even harder than that one. So okay. it, it's just brutal. Like, you know, everything about it, you start at altitude. You go over up to just under 11,000 feet. You cover 20,000 feet of climbing. It's just – it's dog shit hard. Yeah. yeah. So – and I've seen you've been putting in the putting in the work. Yeah. Um, what are you, you said you're going to be the heaviest. So what are you going in weight wise for this race? 200, 201. Okay. I wanted to be at 200 plus. And I had just come back from hiking the Appalachian trail and I picked up Giardia while I was there and I've been shitting my brains out. I got down to 185 pounds, which was just not good. I and saw, I saw some of your posts and I was like, damn, he looks lean. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Dude, lean. Like, I mean, that's why I'm standing in front of you. I've got juice and coffee, protein coffee, and I've got a sandwich. Like I'm trying to eat so much to get my body back before, dude, I was just so lean. My body was starved. And now I'm trying to put it all back in drinking mass gainers, every single thing to get my body back up. And I'll be heavier, obviously, and it will be harder, but I'll be stronger because my muscles will be like full and generate, like just rejuvenated again. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So one of the things that has been, you know, kind of coming up is, is a lot of talk about high rocks. Um, yep. and it's been, it's been a lot of chatter on the CrossFit side. Yeah. In fact, so much so that some athletes are leaving CrossFit and, and going, going to attempt high rocks. Good. And one of them, Norman Woodring, who was on the show a few episodes ago, uh, said he's coming for the, he's coming for your title. Um, you know, so he's a who he's he's a big boy. He's in he's in the two hundred five range, and um, he is transferring over to High Rocks. And he also said he's going to try and take the Murph record as well. Um, so I always throw it in your court. You're the king. So obviously everybody's taking shots, but uh, you know, kind of 
what are your thoughts with with CrossFit kind of train CrossFit people and also training camps are now setting up training camps. Um, Underdog Athletics in in Nevada is actually doing um, a high rocks training program now. So it's like these CrossFitters are starting to transition towards that that direction. What are your you know kind of thoughts and takes on it? I mean, I think it's a great opportunity. Like you know. CrossFit was like the first company to really get functional fitness on the map. And it, mm-hmm. it, it'd be crazy to think that iterations of this of forms of fitness were not going to grow off of this initial idea. And you were going to find specialists. Like, you know, the Grid League? Yeah. So the Grid League is a specialist version of CrossFit. High Rocks is a specialist version of CrossFit. And it's like, we're just finding different ways to test human capabilities. Like, it's just... Track and field ranges all the way from the 100 meter all the way up to, you know, basically the 10,000 meter of running around the same circle. Mm-hmm. So to say that one person's the absolute best to ever put their feet on the track because of one kind of distance is a little bit silly. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you who's the fittest person on earth. I'm just here to tell you that the world is going to continue to grow. There's cricket and then there's baseball. It's just different versions of trying to figure out a sport. So we're testing fitness this one over here is on the at like the outer, you know, example of fitness and endurance. That's why we call it fitness racing. Mm-hmm. And then over here, grid league is like, you know, it's grid style competition, you know, it's grid fitness. So, yeah. and CrossFit's in the middle where you just do a bunch of random crazy shit and you just use the fittest. And it's really cool. Like I really like CrossFit, but for me, like I never liked being that deep down the rabbit hole of CrossFit. Like I, I, my life's fantastic. I travel around the world and I train in the most beautiful mountain ranges. And I spend a couple days a week in the gym and I'm loving my life. When I was training really heavily or spending a lot of time with CrossFitters, we woke up every single day and then we got into the gym at eight and we stayed there until 11. And then we got back in the gym around three and then we stayed there until five. And you're just in the gym all day long. You're just living in between bumper plates. And A lot of people don't want to do that. They just don't. Like, you know, I want to live like a buff Tour de France athlete. I want to live in the mountains and travel and experience like the beautiful great outdoors and also just be this guy who's a really fucking heavy hitter when it comes to like a variety of strong challenges. But you can't do that as a CrossFitter. It's too specific. You know, you are basically a gymnast weightlifter who's somehow sometimes put into aerobic events. And I think, you know, you look at somebody like James Newberry, like he's, he's kind of more of an endurance kind of style CrossFitter. Mm-hmm. And then you look at somebody who else is from Austra- Australia, like a Kara Saunders, who's much more of like that thick body kind of CrossFit traditional, really good at lifting, really good at gymnastics kind of person, both from the same region, both in the same sport, different styles of fitness. So now that Hyrox is getting so big. You've just given opportunities for people that were always on the fringe of CrossFit to really develop that skill fully. And, you know, when Hyrox hit my court, I had been doing stuff like Hyrox for the better part of a decade. So it really just suited me really well. It's going to take a while for these CrossFitters to transition over. And I'm not trying to insult them, but I'll just yeah. be honest. Like the same way people told me it was going to be really hard for me to get into CrossFit because my Olympic lifts were so low. These guys, if I did a 5K, I'd beat them all by two to three minutes. Like Mm -hmm. even the best guys. Yeah. If we did a 10K, I'd beat them by even more. The margin gets more. And then all of a sudden, half marathon, the margin gets even more. And the thing is, is like 
that endurance aspect of the sport is so insane. Like I can run 515 to 525 miles in between stations across every single one of them. I don't think almost any CrossFitter right now could do that for, for like a mile at best. Like they maybe are right there and then they blow out. And I'm yeah. still doing that repeatedly for the rest of the hour. So the thing is, is like, it's not an insult. It's just something you guys need to be fully aware of. Just, you just do like, Oh, Hunter, like you want to get into CrossFit? How many ring muscle ups can you do? I'm like 15. They're like, okay, we're all doing 25 unbroken. Just be aware of that. This norm guy, like he went to regionals a bunch of times. No offense, dude, but you're not even at the fucking pinnacle of your own sport. And now you're trying to bark at the number one guy of your new sport. Like wake the fuck up. Like I don't call Michael Jordan to tell him I want to play basketball. I go play local courts, then I go fucking to a local championship, and then I luckily maybe get to a higher level, and then maybe I'll meet Michael Jordan at a court and show up. But this guy, I can already tell he's not even within 10 minutes of me, and that's not meant to offend him. Like I don't answer any of his messages. Like So many people contact me, and they say, oh, I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing, and I just wait for the results to post up on the board, and then they become aware of the reality. Gotcha. Yeah. So. just, so, so basically, so basically, he needs to put up a time before, before we talk. You can post as much on Instagram as you want. Like that is a that is a social forum. It is not. Yeah. It is not a race forum. It's not. It's not a contest. So you have fun. Like I welcome you to do whatever the fuck you want in your free time. But it's not part of my time. I'm yeah. not going to let you infect my life because you are excited about something. Nobody paid attention to me when I wanted to get into CrossFit until I showed up. Yeah. And then I showed up and I even got my ass kicked and I gracefully said, thank you. Like I didn't sit there and, and, and DM Matt Frazier every single day and say, Hey buddy, yeah. you're never going to believe what I'm doing. Um, and I think more people like got to get used to that, but the way, hold on a second. I got to close my door. Yep. That's cool. I got to change my battery. Oh, um, I'm, the, I'm still here. The way that the internet works these days is sometimes the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Like you got to bark loud or no one's going to pay attention to you. And that's kind of sad, but it's a way of getting attention. Yeah. And listen, like so many guys have showed up at high rocks and said so much. And the same things happened every single time, except for a, a year, two races. I lost two races and I wasn't really trying because I thought the high rocks was over COVID. Yeah was literally about to decapitate and has decapitated a lot of sports. And I was like, why am I investing in something that's on the chopping block? And then I lost and I started to care again. And then it, ironically, the year that I – I retired last year. I said I was done with this shit. I was like, how many times can I run around in circles and do burpee broad jumps? Like it just I, – I, yeah, I'll keep on getting better, but what does that do to me as a person? How am I growing at this point? Yeah, And I decided I wanted to go and do a different sport. And as soon as I left, the sport got like so much more popular. And I was like, you know what? I'm on my new path. It's all right. And then my new path ended up just getting – I hit a roadblock, one that was unsurmountable. And I just came back and it has rocket shipped my career into a different level of, of attention and opportunity than I've ever experienced. Yeah, and and it goes hand in hand. You're also putting high rocks on the map as well. So the notoriety that you're bringing with what you've already done is also elevating High Rocks to another level as well. And it's it's cool to see because like now you've got people like, you know, Chase Ingerman and Bill Grunler talking on Get With The Programming that they would love to see a High Rocks event 
like maybe not the full, you know, maybe not the full high rocks, but maybe like a half high rocks as one of the events of the CrossFit games. Just, just to see, just to see what would happen. I mean, they made these guys row, row a marathon, an yeah. average, an average pro high rocks athlete finishes an hour and 29 minutes. It took them three hours to row a marathon. So doing a high rocks event should be something that these guys should be able to do. They won't do it at the level of intensity we do because we're doing only one thing. Just the same way like a decathlete won't run as fast as a 1,500-meter runner or throw as far as a javelin runner or chuck as far as a shot putter. But spread across that, they can just diminish the intensity a little bit and complete all events at a pretty high level. So I think it would be a great test for them. Like might as well. It's a form of fitness, and they are considering themselves to be the fittest. Why not? Yeah. I think it'd be fun. It'd be fun to just kind of see where see where the chips lie at that point. So you got this race coming up uh, next week. What is on nope, the horizon? Saturday. Oh, this Saturday. Okay, this week. Sorry, uh, this Saturday. Yeah. What does it look like for you after that? Uh, like, how much recovery, like downtime, are you going to have to take after that? And then, like, what's on the horizon after? You know, after that race, what do you got coming up? <sighs> I definitely bit off more than I could choose. So I'm doing this one. And then three weeks later, I'm doing the Copenhagen Ironman. <laughs> and, you know, I don't do these things to say that I'm great at them. I do them just to do something that like is going to scare the shit out of me and challenge me in the off season. It's just something, yeah. it's something good to develop on the off season. And it's not like getting in better shape is going to ever be a detraction for me. Um, I'm getting better at endurance. We're doing endurance events. So blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'll do the Copenhagen Ironman. And then I have a lot of stuff to do with our I'll immediately fly to London and we do our end of summer party for my company builder. And we will just do a couple projects over there because our community over there has grown a ton. It's our biggest aspect of business. I come home, I've got eight weeks to basically finalize everything and like all of the design for battle bunker, which is October 28th and 29th. And then in November, my high rock season may start again. They just released the championships. It's, okay. I think it's too early for any of us to race. And I don't think I'll just say it out loud. Like, I don't think anybody's smart enough to understand how periodization works and how, how to really build a schedule. And a lot of these guys are going to try to come in sharp early just to show off and yeah. they're going to fuck up. And for yeah. me, I believe in like building up a shelf, coming down a little bit, coming up a little bit higher. It's like the same way if you were going to climb Everest, you have to adapt to certain levels of altitude. And your body has to adjust. You can't stay up in the death zone year round. Otherwise, you will die. Like you will overtrain. You will um, under, you know, under adapt. Um, you know, you just will never improve at the level that you need to. So I basically I'm probably going to avoid that. I'm doing a Murph block all the way up until December or January. Um, we're designing that event to be very impactful and like, you know, we're going to raise a lot of money for charity. We're going to make it a real thing that I'm going to try to do annually if, if it's well received. And we will basically like invite out a bunch of people, send out invitations. They, to your sign up fee is a certain amount of money to donate to the charity Okay. So on and so forth. We're already partnering up with a bunch of big people to design it. So it's at a very high level. So the sponsorship, the gear, the equipment, um, the rigs, like it's all going to be at a very professional level and it's all going to be videotaped and streamed and, you know, post, post, uh, you know, race content's all going to be really awesome stuff that make 
not only the athletes, but the charity and the all associated, you know, basically presented at the best level possible. That's awesome. And that's going on, you said like November, December? It's probably going to be December, January, just because like in part, there's just so many things going on in the development side. Like I did the last one on a whim. I was like, there's nothing to do. It's COVID. Let's get this thing done. I, it, yeah. like 10 weeks. Um, now, because like you have to contact the people, see who wants to get involved, play this little ping pong game, set the location up, play this little ping pong game, get the media associated, play this little ping pong game. And then if everything lines up and then it, it's another 50% as much more work as you think it is from there. Of course. What, uh, do you have a charity in mind or, or one that you can like say no, no, who it well, is or we're still I, holding it? I'm partnering RWB again. Oh, awesome. so yeah. So, you know, that will be our primary partner and I've always just really respected Mike Irwin. I've always really liked the crowd of people that he associates with himself with. I love what the charity does. You know, they're just great people. And for me, like I've recognized the most important thing when I get involved with it is the people you get yourself involved with. And it's just like when you're working with people that are easy, kind, and also like helpful, fucking A, man, you can, you can take over the world. You can do great things. So he is top of the list when it comes to that kind of work. That's awesome. Yeah. We're, we're actually working, um, the gym that I'm at, we're working with people for, um, gosh, why does it, the sound of freedom. What's the movie? Uh, oh, ch- sound of freedom? Trafficking, yeah, yeah. child trafficking. Uh, so we're actually doing a, a thing in October which is a, a, a lifting event, then we're raising money for, you know, to end child trafficking. So I'm all about, I'm all about great causes. So anything we can do to, you know, help get the word out, please send it my way and I'll, yeah. I'll shout it out there for sure. I probably need the six, next 60 days of development and then I'm going to start to announce it and like reach out to my network of podcasts and just friends and people who have an, like a, a network and just like be like, hey guys, this is what we're doing. However you want to get involved. Like we'd love to just, you know, get you involved and spread the word because it will, you know, as I said, take 60 days to develop and then it takes another 60 days to just like put everything together. Everyone starts to support. And that's where I said, is it lands in like that December, January time. Okay. And you said it is, and this is going to be a Murph challenge or. Yeah. I mean, listen, like Murph style, it's, it's, it's Murph, but I think, you know, with the way that, um, you know, the different groups are associated with this, this, this guy's name and, you know, his, what he, like, you know, what he represents. I don't want to try to take any ownership over that. Like, and I think some people can get a little tense about it. I want to make sure that this is something that's independent. We're trying to do things that are great for the community in general. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to take ownership of anybody's name or anything specific to this. I'm just a dude doing stuff. Yeah. So we, what's that? Oh, I was going to say, is this where you're going for the record again uh, at this yeah. event or? Yeah, this is where I'm going for the record again. Okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to make this like about me. It's just about me, you know, putting together a bunch of good people and hopefully we can all elevate ourselves to better places. So um, last time it was a solo effort just because of the circumstances. I, ideally, I wanted to bring in more people because why not just have some fun with it? Um, but yeah, that's, that's the setup. I love it, man. I love it. Well, I know you don't have a lot of time, so I want to go ahead and put it out there, like everything that you have going on that people can support you with, you know, the different things that you have going on. So your supplement company, your training program, like tell everybody, give everybody the, the, the lowdown. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you guys want to learn about what we're doing, I'll just talk about things and kind of its significance and value to my, my life and what really is making the biggest impact in the world. Like 
I got involved in supplements because I always was very passionate about it. I was always looking at the back of things and trying to understand them better. And I really wanted to produce, like I came up with the slogan, like make supplements great again. A lot of the industry produces dog shit products for, for their, for their profit results. And if you're an athlete that really wants to do something and get to that finish line, and if there's something that can help to get you there, either feeling stronger, faster, better about yourself and something that we can provide for you, I want to be that person. Like I believe in the athletic endeavor more than almost anything else in my entire life. It's completely changed who, is I, who I am and I want to be able to help more people. So I recognize that like supplements can really do that. Like every single sip that you take, you could feel more empowered to accomplish your tasks. So I made Builder and our motto is building better athletes. Um, I'm really a geek of sports science, training, knowledge, whatever it is. So I created a, a training company years ago because I always just was just like, people are always asking me. So I was like, I might as well just put this stuff out there and let people experience it. So I have a company called Hunter's Academy of Strength. Um, our next thing that I'll just say is uh, Battle Bunker. Like that's, uh, it's a competition. You can watch it. You can participate it. You can get involved however you want. We love it. I found it fascinating to see what human beings can rise to the occasion on. It's really changed who I am. It's improved my life, as I was saying before. I would love to test you, challenge you, and make you a better person through the uh, through the pipeline that we designed. So, Battle Bunker is a really, really fun experience that way. And is um, that is that going in different places? Like, or is that? Yeah, it will be. It's it's it's. I mean, we have regionals, and then we have championships, and we have online regionals, championships, much like the pipeline for CrossFit. Sure. Next year, it spreads out even bigger. You know, as we develop, we can offer more. Um, does it have, do you have like, um, divisions in there for people who maybe aren't, you know, I'm, I'm not going out there to be, you know, beat people. I, would, I just want to go experience it, it and see. Admittedly, everybody can do the open mm-hmm. and we have like open level courses where you can come do our obstacle course and say, cool. So there's like lower level stuff, but it's not our primary. Like admittedly, the sure. design of the high level stuff is so challenging that we really need to just focus on that in our initial years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everyone can do the online stuff. Have fun. If you come down to San Diego, reach out to us. Come do the course on one of our open weekends. And then, obviously, if you want to really push yourself and excel, try to make it to the regionals. Try to make it to the championships. And, you know, it, it's awesome when you get there. That's awesome. Yeah. But that's that's my life. That's that's Hunter McIntyre in a nutshell. Dude, I love it, man. So, I, I've, you know, a lot of people say, you know, that, you, of course, you know, you have this persona. But man, you are the most down to earth person that I've talked to. Like, I love chatting with you. Every time I message you on Instagram, you're always like, yeah, you know, and giving me, you know, giving me good insight and things. And I just appreciate it, man. I appreciate you in the space, in the fitness space and everything that you're doing. And man, I wish you the best with it. It's it's awesome to see the course that you're on. Thanks, brother, dude. I mean, listen, I, I think. Uh, fitness is a universal language. Like we can live in all different places and we can all know body movements. One of these kind of things you can share with anybody. And I think everybody really, it's always going the right direction, the more you get involved in it. So I love the community. I love to connect with people like you and just, you know, have an absolute blast. So I really appreciate the kind words. Anybody who's listening to this, if I can ever help you out, just shoot me a DM and nine times out of 10, I can get to it and help out. So Thanks again for the opportunity, man. And um, I'll definitely be sending some notes your way when I get things figured out. Absolutely, man. Sounds good. And if you're following along on Instagram and you haven't followed Hunter, it's Hunt the Sheriff on Instagram. Go check it out for sure. And uh, it's not Spooky Donkey, which is, which is, uh, you, you got to, you got to get, 
You got to give me the name. <laughs> you got to give me the info on that. What's the, what's the spooky donkey? Uh, my brother and I just have these like funny things where we call each other and we'll call each other random names. And like, you know, this is spooky donkey reaching out to purple thunder. Do you read me perps? And it just became one of these kind of funny things where, you know, it's almost just, you know, two radio guys going over the horn and it's made me laugh for the, my entire life. So spooky donkey pops up every once in a while. I love it. As, as soon as it pulled up, I was just like, that's awesome. So, yeah, but man, Thanks thank for you me so much. Thank you so much. I know you got a lot to get to, so I wish you the best, and uh, we'll be we'll be checking in with you later. Take care, brother. Thanks, bud. You've been listening to the Wex Appeal Podcast. Get connected by heading to Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Wex Appeal Podcast for more bonus buffoonery and to get the full Wex experience. Plus, make sure to subscribe on your podcast app today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for more barbells, beats, and buffoonery.